Closing is always easy when you're in Cardone U. We role play with Grant Cardone's team. They know just what to do. They're always there to support us. We couldn't ask for more. On our way in the right direction, we found what we're looking for. NFLC, NFLC. Closing is better with appointment setters. You better believe we're not a team but a family. We work together in harmony. We are devoted, and that you can quote me. NFLC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the FLC Hangout, where your freedom lifestyle begins. It's already falling off. As you can tell, we've tried to fit in with these, these guys today because we have one, two, three, four, five amazing guys on this call. I know a couple of weeks ago we were celebrating the women, and now it's time to celebrate the guys. So I'm really excited. Thank you, everyone, for being here, by the way. I know you've all got very busy schedules. Um, but each of these guys are people that I have once upon a time or still do look up to, get inspiration from. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate all of you. So without further ado, Misty, over to you. Hey guys, thank you guys so much for joining, for joining us today. We are so appreciative of every one of you guys. We love you all very much. And we wanted to take the today take today and really celebrate you guys because you guys make such a huge impact not only in our lives but in everybody's life that you come across and you really deserve to be celebrated so um with all of that said we would like to know because like we Josie said we had a couple questions for you guys just to kind of get things rolling and then we're going to let you guys go in and say whatever you want it's open mic um so the question we had was, we know you guys are so, excuse the expression, freaking amazing. You guys are rocking and kicking butt every day. We wanted to know, who do you guys look up to that's successful that you kind of try to model? Is there anybody like that that, that kind of stands out to you that would that you could share with other people and be like, this is why I follow this guy. This is why, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Feel free to answer anytime, guys. Get me yeah. to shut up. Seb looks ready to go. Go on, Seb. Did my face say something? <laughs> you you yes. lit up. You were like, <laughs> oh, I know exactly. Well, so this might be a bit of a, a curveball answer. A little bit, what do you say? Left field, out of field? I don't know. I'm not. Left field. English is a struggle. You know what I'm saying? But. I can answer your question, but first of all, thank you so much for having us on. It's a pleasure to be on the Hangout. It's been a while. And with Hi. such high esteemed guests as well, I feel so, you know, surrounded by greatness. So thank you for that. But my answer to the question, who do I look up to? You might not expect this, but it is the first person that came into my mind. Is actually two of my teachers from school. And they were both music teachers, funnily enough. One in primary school, Mr. Cockerham, great teacher, amazing. <laughs> And uh, then in high school, my form tutor, you know, like my, my teacher for my class, and then also the head of music was the same guy. So I was like, whoa, what a, not a coincidence, because there's no such thing. But I was like, okay, cool. Love that. And he was called Mr. Man. 
great name. We made all the jokes, all the jokes. When he got married, his wife was Mrs. Mrs. Man. Woman. Oh. You, can't make, you can't make these Woman. things up. <laughs> said Mrs. Yeah. Woman. Mrs. Woman. <laughs> no, Mrs. Man. Get it right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, these, these, these two, I think, were, you know, and then obviously my dad as well, um, of course. But I think those three people, I really still look up to and it's interesting because obviously like we're all we're all entrepreneurs here or entrepreneurs and we all do the whole freedom lifestyle thing and there's so many business mentors that I could mention now but I don't think I would have got to this stage in my life if it hadn't been for the foundations that those three laid whether it was at home with my dad and the different lessons that he instilled into me and the different you know just perspectives that he had on life and, and even all the bad jokes all of the things but, you know, he's he, he's got a lot of wisdom in there and, you know, he shares it in his own way, but it really sets in, you know. So obviously growing up around that at home, but then primary school and, and uh, high school, obviously the, those early years of your life, they're so formative, right? That's where all these limiting beliefs and, and the how we view the world, that's where it all comes from. So I feel very blessed to have been injected with a very creative, I guess, because my dad's a musician and obviously it's two music teachers that I'm, I'm, I'm listening here, all very creative. So they've got that shared outlook i guess which is maybe why i resonate with mm -hmm. all of them but without those three people i wouldn't be who i am and where i am today for sure for sure so, i'm a little surprised you that. didn't mention your grandpa honestly. oh of course strong like bull <laughs> yeah. yeah of course of course for yeah. those that don't know my granddad's ukrainian and he's very set in his ways he's very 98 you know so and his english is not very good um so he's but he, like does, he does know strong like ball. That's that's all he, he needs to know, really. Yeah. He, he also knows the word hooligan, which is one of his favorites. <laughs> uh, everyone's a hooligan. If you're too slow in the car, you are a hooligan. <laughs> too Maybe it's for slow people actually. If you're too slow at the checkout at the tills, bear in mind he's 98 going around Sainsbury's with a trolley. Amazing. <laughs> like we drive him there, obviously. But then like he's doing that. Well then he'll go like there'll be like a 30-year-old in front of him and he'll go, ah, hooligan walk on past, on past. <laughs> could you imagine being overtaken by a 98 year old and being called a hooligan i don't i don't think i would ever get over that actually get yourself down to leeds go to sainsbury's <laughs> and it's likely to happen up to leeds for me oh yeah up to leeds. <laughs> but yeah what what you're saying is so true that it's like you don't realize until later on really how much of an impact people early in your life have because like now looking back at the time, all my teachers were just like, they were just teachers. But now, looking back, it's like, oh, like I actually took inspiration from, took little parts of each of them. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I'm Dean Ronan. What about you? I'll go first. Um, I was thinking about this long and hard. I thought Seb was going to say Patrick Stewart at one stage as well. <laughs> but, um, no. That goes without saying. <laughs> I've had a lot of people come and go in my life and I've lot a lot of people have looked up to and inspired to be like or tried to to model or whatever but going back to like my very first start in in like wanting to be my own boss and entrepreneurial um there's a guy called Doyle Brunson who was an on who was a poker player so I, I got into the industry being an online poker player and funny enough I didn't pay attention at school I didn't really look up to any teachers um, I learned maths by learning odds and probability of poker and hands coming through. Um, so I looked up to this guy and wanted to learn everything I could about that. And that allowed me to do become a side hustle and make money from that. 
Um, one of my first managers in my call center job when I was a financial analyst for Argos and Homebase, this um, Jason Cartmel, he won't be watching, but hats off to him. Um, I always got brought up, if I've done something wrong, I'll hold my hands up. If I've not, I would argue the toss. No, maybe that's young egotistical Andrew or whatever, but I'm this guy you. took me under me under his wing when nobody else would. And at a time when I kind of wanted to progress, but I wasn't progressing, if your face wasn't fit, didn't fit, you didn't get promoted. This guy was trying everything to do it. But then he set me off on the entrepreneurial path where he was going, well, look, like, this isn't for you. Like, he was like, as much as you can do this job, you can do it blindfolded sitting on your hands upside down, like you need something else. You can't sit still. So that's that's when I started looking into affiliate marketing um, and then get rich quick schemes on the internet. So you're talking 2003, 2004. Um, so for me then, it, one of the bigger people back then was Bob Proctor, I think. Um, so like the laws of attraction angle started to come into play and I was like, ooh, there's something in this. And then, and then I started looking at Bob Proctor, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, them type of people. Then the likes of Grant Cardone came about. Then I went down rabbit holes with Aaron Doherty and people like that. Um, and then I came to Master Sheer Kashner, where I did look up, do look up to him in, from a spiritual point of view, but also from an entrepreneurial point of view. And we had many conversations whenever I was in Lincoln about different things and the reasons why. Um, but then I'll be honest at the moment, I don't have one now in my life at this moment in time. There's nobody that I would look up to, whether that is, it's not egotistical and that I think I'm waiting for the next master to appear, if that makes sense. So I think I'm at a journey, I'm at a point where I've learned all I can learn from the existing mentors um, and I've put it out there, set it and forget it. And at the right time, someone else will come across to take, take my kind of teachings and leadership to the next level but yeah I think um first manager Doyle Brunson who's a poker player and then Bob Proctor is probably my three nice if, if my one's gonna be the first one's gonna be him <laughs> 100% uh, because growing up um Your big brother yeah yeah me big this is me big brother obviously <laughs> not my dad um, <laughs> um so growing up like I had this seeing your dad go from you know, I, I, my whole world is just literally just everyone was just working class. Everyone's got their own jobs and just, you know, was cracking on, just living a life. I never really seen, like, there was no one in my family really until my uncle and my dad who started to build a business or even really got a decent job or anything, to be honest. I can't really think of many people, but um, seeing that my dad could do it from a lap, like a computer at home, do you know what I mean? And then seeing how he could build it from nothing and literally watching it as a kid that's it just made me believe like oh, anything is possible really if do you know what I mean and it's inspired me to just because I've seen the hard work I've seen the discipline I've seen it over so many years so I think that's got to be the top one you know what I mean it's got to be the top one because without that it would it put me in a different like perspective of life so yeah thank you for the big man over there it's, it's, it's hay fever I mean, hay fever. <laughs> allergies allergies yeah yeah so i'll get onto another one so don't make him cry um, <laughs> uh, but yeah i think i think um seb i love what you said about the teacher before because i wouldn't have thought about that and if you didn't say about your teachers there was a teacher when i was um I, i'd have 
love-hate relationships with a lot of my teachers in school. Like there was <laughs> some of them I'd get along with great. Some of them I'd just complain to my mum every day about them. <laughs> but uh, but uh, my mum, um, it's not my mum, but uh, my form tutor actually uh, from year nine to year eleven, uh, she was called Miss Boydrugan. She didn't work at my school anymore, so I don't know where she is. But if you're out there watching this by any chance, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, she in year eleven we had this thing of like it was quite it's quite a weird thing to be honest. I don't know why they did this, but it was like it was basically putting your hands up for who you believe what person in your form will do what. So it was like put your hands up if you think Alex over there is going to be a, foot, a footballer or something because he was good at football. Like who's most likely to be what? Um, and one of them, and one of the questions was who's most likely to be a millionaire. And in my little confident head, I was going, me. But I didn't want to, I I was, because I, obviously I've got that belief in myself, but I, think, but I don't want to go and go like, me, I'm going to be one. Because I didn't want to, I just doesn't feel like me. I'd feel like a a bit of a knobhead. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, but that's the best word I can find. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so she was, she just basically just went, oh yeah, I think it's going to be Ronan. And I was just like, everyone just looked at me like this. I was a bit of a weird feeling, but I think that confidence that I don't know why she fought me, I don't know why she picked me, but I was like, yeah, maybe she could pick up on me energy. <laughs> but, but yeah, she picked me and I thought that was very inspirational and she's always been very helpful to me like growing up. Um, and any questions I'd have about life or anything, she'd help. She was just an English teacher, but having that, having someone who was just speaking to me on a friendly basis um because i thought she'd be quite strict to be honest but she was actually really nice so there's that one and then if there's one that you want to watch online on youtube um a guy that i know is probably about my age but he's an absolute machine such a hard worker it's called eman eman gatsy so you spell it spell his name i-m-a-n everyone probably knows about him at the moment he's he's went viral but i've been watching him for the last couple of years he's got his own agency like we have um he's just I think he's just he's done a lot of videos on like closing and and sales calls and stuff like that and just put it out for free on the internet. He's a very inspirational guy to be honest. He's a multimillionaire at the age of what 22, 23, just doing this. And he's he's got all the information online. So if you want a bit of inspiration, go ahead and watch him. Wow. Yeah, thank you. I will. I actually haven't heard of him, so I will. And it's it's um it's also crazy how much of an impact such random people in your life can have right like that teacher you said just said that she thought that you would be the millionaire and now that's like that's stuck with you and like yeah, little things like that information yeah no exactly and like what Andy said about it's always it's always changing right because you you find someone you grow and then you find someone else and you grow and it always goes like that so yeah thank you so much Pierre P-Dog hello <laughs> um yeah I, um i think it's it's hard for, i don't think it's necessarily role models that i that i have or look up to but it's people that i admire really um and i don't you mean admire the guy in the mirror I look up to it. the guy in the mirror yeah no, yeah. no but there, there, there's there's people people i do admire like i don't know if it's the same thing um but like for example um well, it started off with like my my granddad, my great granddad, um, my dad, just family members, my brother as well. Um, I think a lot of you know my brother. Um, 
and uh but yeah like so my my great granddad who lived to 100 years old so i got to know him um up until i was like 14 no 18 so that that was awesome like having that man in my life like even though you know as i got older well in my later teens he he got older and i saw him less than that but he was able to speak less and all that but like hearing his stories and his dedication as well to to me and my brother especially like his great grandchildren was was incredible and like to his family and everything that he did um and as well like just the sheer knowledge that man had the sheer amount of like uh reset he was like well ahead of his time as well in terms of like health and all the things that we're kind of seeing now pop up he was already doing back in like the you know 70s 80s like obviously I wasn't alive then but my mom tells me that uh and obviously I knew about it growing up so that there's that and um uh, so yeah, my family members, and then I think what, one thing that stands out with the people I admire is is people who who just have the work ethic that um, that just beyond, you know, any limit they go beyond any limitations, go all the odds to really get what they want done, and they persevere through like failures, and you know they learn from it and keep going. Um, and uh, I think that the first time that I really kind of started to pick up on that with with uh, a guy called Casey Neistat I don't know if you know like YouTuber really really big YouTuber um maybe less doing less YouTube now but like filmmaker and stuff and just like the work ethic that he had and and uh that really um kind of started me on on you know working on myself personal development and be like oh he's doing this much and I'm doing so little compared to, to what I could be doing and um and then yeah just seeing that like my brother like the amount of time he dedicates to his craft like music um incredible like and the you know the funny story is that we both started playing guitar at the same time uh and then I was playing I ended up um just being upstairs in my room playing video games while he was like playing guitar learning drums and all that obviously surpassed me like super super quick so I really admire him for that um and then yeah people like um I think they've been mentioned already Grant Cardone um and all that but but also like all you guys here as well and like, i've learned a lot from 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 all of you guys too um and you know me being where i am now is is a testament to to all of you as well and what you're doing and everything that you've uh, taught me too so um yeah i want to thank you guys for that as well so i love it i love it and hearing you talk just now reminded me that a lot of times the people i feel like we look up to are people that remind us about areas of our life we can improve because there's sometimes you don't really know where you can improve until you find someone that's like excelling in that area like wow like I want to do that so yeah I love that so much Mel Mel change hello 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 hey Mel hello so for me not anyone in specific but I would say anyone that's been to the military, anyone that's been in the army, because as you guys may know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen my previous, our previous hangout, I was in the army for four months, just this past, this past few months, March, I came back in March and yeah, just anyone that has been to the army has military training, Navy SEALs, like people that have that that drive, that discipline, and that work ethic is really someone, people that I really look up to. And 
really reminds me as well that I can do more and I can push myself a lot harder. And yeah, like that really inspires me. So I would say anyone that is in that space or anyone that represents that, that discipline, that, um, that work ethic, that power is people that I really admire, but there's no one like in specific at the moment. If I were to say like specific, somebody specific in my life, then I'll probably say like the people that I was in the army with, like they're not necessarily the most likable people, but I respect them. Like there's a, there's a, there's a difference. Um, yeah. 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 Well, they're probably um, likable outside of the army stuff. It's just when they're in the army, they have to be so hardcore that people are just like, this is too much. <laughs> Chill yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you want to learn a thing or two about discipline and motivation, watch the, the hangout with Mel because this, this guy, this discipline um, is crazy. So yeah. Misty, what about you? I just, I'm just a second. I just, I, sorry. I just want to bring out that if you guys don't know, we've had, we've had episodes of the podcast with each one of these guys. So each one of these guys bring um, so much information and so much impact and like in tremendous amount of information, go back and watch their, their pod, their episodes. You, you know, take notes, use it. You look up to these guys. These guys are amazing. Um, follow them on their Instagrams everywhere you can. They're doing incredible things and they're impacting the world and changing lives on a daily basis. So watch them. Um, as for me, I do look up to every one of these guys. There's something different about every one of these guys that, that really resonates with me. Um, so yeah, these guys definitely. Um, I do look up to Master Shreya Krishna because not only is he good at business, he's, you know, I'm not all that big into the woo-woo stuff either. I mean, I like it, I'll do it, but it's not something I, I do on a daily basis just because I can't, I'm just not built that way. Um, I'm just a free spirit on my own, but he, the way he's doing his business is also very impactful. And I, and I love that. And the way he brings heart and just knowledge to it. I love that. Um, other than these guys and master, I, I don't know that there's anybody else that um, has really impacted my life because the, the men in my life, although they were there, weren't there in, in that aspect of like they, you guys had men in your lives, so like your dads, they're really awesome. Your grandfathers, you know, I didn't have them. I had, they were there physically, but they were not there emotionally and, and stuff like that. So I think for me, it's, it's all of you guys here that I think make the biggest impact. And it's, and it's, I think it's exciting because I not only get to work with you, I get to be impacted by you and changed by, you know, something I can pick up and change on every single day. So I think it's amazing. What about you, Josie? Yeah, I, I second it and not to get too soppy, but definitely everyone. Anybody here. need a <laughs> tissue? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like, hang on. no, but like, everyone here because I I've never really had like a, a big family it's been like my dad and my mom I have a I have a really big family I just have never known any of them so 
I feel really lucky to kind of like be here and like have have this family too. And obviously, Seb, Misty, Pierre, Mel, we're all the core family. And Andy and Ronan, I've been following you for way before I was even in the core family and FLC too. So yeah, it's a, I feel very, very appreciative, um, appreciative, whatever the word is, to be here um, and very lucky. So yeah, definitely all of you, all of these guys um, and Misty, who, who I run this all with and you're, you're amazing too. I do have, I have another question. So I, we posted a video not long ago um, and we were talking about, so in our coaching call, Coach David said, it's not, what did he say? It's not reality, it's what's possible. <laughs> Took me a second. Um, it's not reality, it's what's possible. And what that means is when people tell you your goals are really big um, or too big and they're not real, that technically they are right because it's not reality right now, but it is what's possible. And that's what makes it a goal, right? And we had someone come back or or some comments saying that yes, but also you do need a dose of reality in business and you need to kind of keep yourself also on the ground. And I found that really interesting because I I, I see I see both sides. So I want to know your guys' opinions on that too. What do you what do you think about that? I think um what's part yeah. I think it's always good to be aware of reality, sure, but th that doesn't mean that you can't surpass anything just because it's not been done before doesn't mean you can't do it. And who who's to tell you that you can't? Like, they don't know what you're capable of doing. Um, and this kind of ties in with what uh, Mel was saying as well, like army stuff. Like, I don't know if, you, I think a lot of you will know David Goggins. Um, if, if you don't, if you don't, you definitely need to check this guy out. Seb, really? The name rings a bell, David. but I can't picture his face. So he's like, yeah, he's like a Navy SEAL guy who just like surpasses like so many records. Um, I don't know. He's, there's a book called Can't Hurt Me. I think that's right. If not, I don't know. It might, it might, I think it's that. But um, it's his story. And, and it's just the 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 he just surpasses every kind of like self like limit he imposes on himself or anyone else imposes on himself, but imposes on him, like both physically, mentally. And, and it's, it's incredible just to hear his story. And actually I was listening to that book when I, when I did my first like 10 K um, race and it really, really helped be like when, when you're listening to it, you know, you, you can't help it. We like, yeah, I'm going to, I think we can swear on here. Right. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do this. Like there's no fucking way I can't do this. Cause you know, um you know i think like grant cardone says like stop being a little bitch um so that's that's all my swear word quotes are out now hopefully <laughs> i was gonna say um, pierre's getting excited he can swear so he's gonna let it all out at once you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no no generally i think uh, and then going back to the prop to the question is like i think it's good to be aware of reality um but i don't think that should limit you to do whatever it is that you want to do if you want to do it and you know you're going to do it then do whatever you need to do it or as chavari says uh do whatever good it takes to, to to do it so um anyone that tells you you can't do something they haven't tried it themselves or something i think something like that mm. can i add two things to That's that good point. yeah how many things two things <laughs> wouldn't be frc if we didn't have a little bit of how many things <laughs> If you know, you know, if you don't get to know, um, 
but the first thing I totally what you said Pierre was so in sync it was like you were in my brain which is a bit strange um <laughs> I think that's a common, I, that's a common occurrence to be it fair. Is, it is quite <laughs> common. Yeah. 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 It's like, you've got a secret pass that just gets you in there somehow. Um, it's, the, uh, it's the um, Professor X vibes. All right. All right. Xavier. Yeah. Let's see. And then my love for Patrick Stewart as well. Just enhances the whole um, Brilliant. Oh yeah. Lovely. I got, I love Patrick. Lovely. I love Patrick Stewart so much. <laughs> um definitely an idol anyway there was two things how many things two things we'll get there um the first one was is a quote by mark hughes i don't know if any of you guys know mark hughes he founded herbalife nutrition big network marketing company been around for since josie was born before then um long time <laughs> that's a time stamp <laughs> yeah exactly that was before josie and after and this was pre-josie um, but he he said a quote that I really love, and it's I might get it not exactly right, but it says, your only limit is your imagination. So when you were saying that, and then Pierre was talking, I was just thinking about that, and it's so true. And it's like, I think it's sad. It saddens me a little bit that people dim down their potential because they just don't believe enough. Like when you're a kid, that imagination doesn't have a limit until someone comes along and tells you, oh, that's not you know sensible or possible or right or this or that. So why, why, why shouldn't we allow ourselves to pursue the thought of what if, because we, we go the other way, like what if negatively, oh, what if it goes wrong? What if this happens? What if this, what about the flip side of that? There's always two sides to the conversation. There's always two sides to the possibility. And the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. So allow yourself to dream big on both sides. Why not? And then you're going to better the odds for what you might achieve. So I think it's, it saddens me when people limit their, potential because they're scared to dream big enough so that's the first thing and then the second thing is and it's so funny you want about running pierre is uh, i was thinking about roger bannister and the four minute mile i'm sure everyone's familiar with that story right before he did the four minute mile everyone was like no that's not possible and you know it wasn't there it wasn't reality yet no one had done it but people were saying it was just impossible he dared to dream a little bit different and to think a little bit bigger and go i i can do it probably didn't know how okay run faster yeah but how right all the rest of it just run run faster damn it but he believed and he did it right and obviously now with the you know enhancements in like uh you know like track and 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 like shoes and all the things medicine physiology all the things we're learning a four minute mile is even easier now so it was even harder back then right which is even makes it even more incredible but the important thing is what happened after he did it? So many others did it. So many other people did it shortly afterwards. And now it's normal. If you know, well, mm -hmm. not normal. Not for speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't normal for me. I look at that and go, I'm happy with my seven to eight minute mile. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, although at the minute, a mile takes me about 15 million years because I've just had a new ACL. But that's the point right as soon as somebody does it first then it becomes a real it's a real thing it's possible and a lot of i think when we when we think about the things we want to achieve there are already things that have been done like if someone wants to make a million dollars that isn't like nobody's it's not a thing that nobody's done so many people do that that is normal and if you don't think it's normal you need to get yourself around circles where that is normal conversation because then you're going to be surrounded by people who go yeah i did that yesterday 
Yeah, that's that's what we do every month. That's what we do every year. And then the narrative changes, right? So I think it's not like we're all trying to, well, I say it all. I think the majority of people are not trying to imagine to do things that are not yet done. They're just thinking a little bit bigger than maybe their immediate circle. So maybe just have a look at your environment and change that. And then the conversation changes. Mm, yeah. You just reminded me of two things. How many things? Um, two really quick things. The the quote that's the the bird about to jump off the building is like, but what if I fall? And the mom's like, but what if you fly? Um, so that that's that you reminded me of that. And also, um, you never really truly know your limits uh, until you push it, right? You don't you there's no way of knowing how far you can go until you you start pushing it and you fail. Um, so, I remember Stephen Bartlett saying uh, the his diary of a CEO tour, which your brother was in actually, Pierre. Um, Stephen Bartlett, if you don't know him, get to know him. Incredible. Someone I definitely admire as well, actually. Young guy, very successful. A lot of good qualities that I admire. But he said that in his show. And that is the one thing that stuck with me from that show. And he said, you'll never know your limit if you live so far within it. Mm. I'll never forget hearing that on, on stage. The thing is, just to add to all this, that, we, we, we all know like your tribe is your vibe and all this type of thing, but it's when you see these people, like there's a, a term that my mum uses, right? And my mum is a bit of a worrier and a stress head and stuff, as we say, but it's a realist. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a realist, Andrew. And I'm like, what is a realist? And to me, it's the definition of their own limitations. And we all know that our thoughts create our own reality. To go a bit weird, we, we all, we're all projecting our own reality, mm -hmm. right? So these people are coming from their own limited beliefs, but trying to project their own limited beliefs onto you within the, so the after, like Seb, you just said it about your tribe is your vibe and surrounding yourself and look at your circle. I've distanced myself from a lot of people, whether subconsciously, intentionally or not. Now, I don't wish him any ill will, all the love in the world, like forgive, but don't forget all that type of stuff. But I just don't resonate with them anymore. And what I'm finding is, is who are you to tell me how I can do my job when you've not walked these, when we say walk a mile in my shoes and all these different analogies. And I think for somebody to try and like limit your potential when they don't know. So I always say, like, I always remember Master Sheer Castle, there's no such thing as can or no such thing as can and cannot. And there's only will and won't. But I always say to my kids as well, not just Ronan, I've got three young kids and I'll just say, go, I don't like it or I can't do it. I go, how do you know? You've not even tried. No, I can't do it. You don't know because you don't try. You, you have a can or you can't. So it comes down to will you or won't you try? And to me, it's like, I, as soon as somebody says like, oh, you can't do it, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> and that to me is like, right, <laughs> watch this space. And it's that motivation that I think we get and we drive because I could quite easily have stayed in my comfort zone and stayed a financial analyst and stayed in a job that I hated and just steal, stole a wage and if my face wasn't fit, I wasn't getting promoted and I just do that. But if I never chose to want to be my own boss, to motivate myself, to work two jobs for like 12 to 18 months before I could stick my fingers up at my boss, we're going to walk out, story for another day, right? But that was literally 12, 13 years ago. No, like I can't even look back and think where I would be today if I didn't take that step. And it, it's scary, but we're all complacent. We're all stuck in our, in our own comfort zones. And I think we, we just got to dream a little and we just got to go, well, if I can't do it, let's just try. And if you fail, like you say, Seb, you fail forward and you, 
you still, even if your goals are right up here and you fall short, you're still a lot further than where you're meant to be. So for me, I, I don't believe any of that at all. I'm not, it's not in my reality for this, any realists or anything like that. If I dream big, I know I'm going to get there. And who are you to tell me no, if that makes sense? But yeah, that's mm-hmm. just my two pennies worth. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I'd just like to add on a tiny bit there is, mo- is when most people come at you with this realism sort of thing or like they come to you and go, well, if you could be like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. And then someone can come over and go, well, you could die doing that or you could, you know, just using that as an example. But I think for most people, uh, it is literally their own ego coming out and just trying to protect you because they cared about you. Because usually it, it is people, it is someone who cares about you going, oh, well, that might not work there. If it's someone that you don't really like, then you're not really going to take in their opinion anyway. I think what's best in those situations where someone can go, oh, do you think that'll work? Or do you, but you know in your heart, that, right, this is the best thing for me. And I know it, you know what I mean? And you can sort of tell. You just got to realize that, that is someone's limited beliefs. That is someone just trying to protect you. And that is someone's ego. The same way your own ego will come into place and start protecting you and going, no, no, well, trying to protect you, thinking it's protecting you. Well, someone could laugh at you there or somewhere, you know, this it's, it comes in and tries to like stop you from what you're doing. And mm-hmm. someone's own limited beliefs can help reaffirm your ego's beliefs. So you've always just got to be mindful and check yourself and just be like, right, okay, well, that my ego is telling me, no, you can stay in there, you can stay in bed, watch Netflix all day, but you know deep down in your heart that you want something different. So you've always got to be mindful and just try and change it uh, and just constantly every day believe in yourself. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's If you don't believe in yourself, then how can anyone else believe in you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mel, what about you? Do you have anything to add? You're sitting there looking wise. <laughs> thank you i think connecting with what ronan said there's a difference between haters and naysayers and this is what we learned from grand cardinal as well and your haters they hate you but they promote you and they they're promoting you so like there's nothing wrong with haters at all you're always going to get haters but i would say naysayers are probably the most dangerous because usually they are the ones that actually like you and are the closest to you or like family, friends, for example, like they love you and they care about you, but kind of like what Ronan said as well, like maybe they're just trying to protect you and like their ego is coming out and they're just projecting their limiting beliefs onto you. So yeah, I think it, it, it's very important for us to make that distinction and acknowledging that they love you, that they care about you, but not allowing that to stop you from achieving what you want. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I think the, the world would be a very, very different place if everyone was real and like stuck to reality um, and didn't dream big so yeah and I, yeah I thought you were going to really... go down the ready player one vibe then <laughs> I don't even know what that is so what oh, that's, that's that's not that's like your generation as well oh really 
homework for everybody watch ready player one it's a great film but you're going to learn so much as well if you just watch it with an open mind ah okay well thank you i'll do that i'm (laughs) I'm taking that personally um but yeah do i think it's it's very true ronan and mel what you were saying reminded me of this that um recently a week ago or so i was having lots of people try and kind of talk me out of what I'm doing here and talk me out of FLC and um and I was talking to the the core family about it and Pierre actually said something along the lines of like who who actually are these people to you I was like yeah like random people I don't even really really know them so if they're yeah I think everyone has their opinions um but like like all of you said it's it's important to kind of keep pushing your limits know your believe in yourself um and just just keep going so yeah i thought you were yeah, going to think it's say everything about assholes and, and opinions <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't go, there. go ahead. so i think it's um like uh when everybody says here it's it's people are talking to you and they're putting telling you you can't do this and it's they think that they're coming from a place of of care and good and love and in reality like you guys said they're projecting their own limiting beliefs onto you um but if you know in your like i'm a really emotional person so i know in me and deep inside of me that what they're saying is not true and that's not what i want and i'm the one willing to work for it then why am i going to buy into what they're saying like Grant Cardone says, and we say here, listen to what they're saying, but don't buy into it. Um, you can thank you, you know, say, hey, thank you for, for your opinion. I really appreciate that. Um, I'll take that into consideration, let it go, and you do your own thing anyway. Um, and I've said before, and I, I like the, anal- the analogy that that uh, you're not a marionette. You have no strings attached to you. And just because somebody else puts their own limiting beliefs they limit themselves onto something doesn't mean you have to you have to do that too so if you're willing to work hard for something because i i hear it all the time this is not right you can't do this you're not smart enough and this is just a scam well if i'm willing to work hard for what i want then why can't i have it it's not affecting you it's affecting me i'm the one doing it i'm not hurting anybody so i'm gonna go for it so don't limit yourselves to anything unless you feel like you need to be limited. But really, in all reality, there's nothing to limit you. What's that saying? It's aim for the moon and hang among the stars. Yeah. Shoot for either way. Yeah. Land in the stars. Something, Something like that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever said that quote is like <laughs> oh, wrong. Yeah. So, wrong. <laughs> so guys as we go to wrap up is there any kind of advice you would give somebody else who is um maybe struggling with some of this stuff or looking for somebody to to um men- not mentor but to be mentored by I, I would just say obviously um you know there's there's a lot of power and we talked about it surrounding yourself with with people who have got the mindset that you want uh who would achieving the things that you want as well and and don't believe in those limitations and are just going for it no matter what and then short of that if that's not possible maybe you don't you don't have access to that that um kind of network yet 
Uh, and I say yet because it's it's only a matter of time. If you're feeling like you need that kind of um, environment, you're going to find it some way or another, or you'll attract it in some way, shape or form. Um, I'll let you do that, Josie. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and um, the the next best thing is is like finding mentors online like they don't you know have to teach you personally straight away but you can start looking at youtube you can start reading blogs or whatever it might be reading books and just start to shape your environment yourself with what you want to read instead of look watching the news or spending your day on tiktok or instagram or whatever it may be start to actually filter what you're actually doing. Don't watch the news, don't read the newspaper. You're gonna find out anyway. I don't watch the news, I don't read the newspapers. I find out because people tell me about it anyway. I don't need to read it. I don't need to waste my time uh, finding out about that. Instead, I'm, you know, my, like my YouTube feed is full of, you know, business tips, business ideas, self-motivation, health stuff. Um, and that's something, you know, that's something that's, that's such a wonderful thing about like the algorithm and like it can be good for like distracting you, but it can also be good in in um, in lifting you up and educating you and to get you to another level. So leverage all those tools and like actually use them. Don't be used by them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I think that's what I have to say about that. I think that's that's uh, the best thing to do if you're kind of struggling to begin with. Awesome. Thank you. Anybody else? <laughs> wise words, wise words from a wise man. Um, Is that I like what you said about the algorithm. All the wise guys have got the beard. Where's your, yeah. where's yours? Come on, Josie. Mine? I shaved. Beard up. <laughs> no, you pull it forward like, jo like uh, Josie, yours is a little bit porn star, Tash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Here's mine. Forget <laughs> And Misty looks like she's about to be in an action film. A really bad 90s one about cars that go into space now instead of just racing <laughs> on the streets. Um, <laughs> no, no references there. Um, I liked what you said about the algorithm, Pierre. I just want to touch on that because it's an important thing. Like Everything's a tool, really. Like People will say social media is bad. Others will say this is bad. And obviously, we we're just speaking about other people's beliefs and things as well. But it's all about actually how you use it. Like You could use, like Pierre does, use YouTube and if you watch enough of the, the videos that you want that, you know, and you're intentional about what you're watching, then suddenly YouTube's a great place to go. Like, yeah, you could still use it and spend too much time there and not implement what you're learning. But again, that's all about how you, how you use it. So my tip or my advice would be, would be really intentional. Focus on one thing. Don't try and do everything. Do one thing. Figure out what that one thing is that you want to do. Maybe it's that you want to become a great salesperson. Maybe you want to be a great marketer. Maybe you want to start your own business and you've got an idea. Figure out one thing, one skill set, and then go all in on that. And then, you know, when that, when you've got to a space where that is providing you what you want out of it, then look at, you know, something else, the next thing. But where I think most people go wrong is that they're not intentional enough and they're splitting their focus. And then that's where the overwhelm comes in. That's where people get stuck. And then nothing really works because they never give everything 100% really. You know, they give everything, for, you know, a day, a couple of days, and then they get shiny object syndrome and jump to the next thing and the next thing and the next distraction and the next thing. And then that's why they don't get anywhere. And it's not that they're not putting the effort in. It's just that they're not being intentional about where they're putting the effort in. So 
take a moment to think about it before you do start moving forward is like, what, what is the direction I want to go in? And if you don't know what the one thing you want to focus on is, just pick something. Because after a week, two weeks, a month, if you stick something out and put 100% focus into something, you'll soon realize actually, if you give it long enough and give it enough time and energy and dedication and care and attention, you'll soon realize that maybe you try and you know learn the closing and learn the skill set of sales. Maybe after a month, you're like, actually, I want to be a setter, not a closer. Or maybe you know you realize, actually, I really like copywriting instead, but you're not going to, if you just stand still and don't move at all, then you're never going to figure out what the one thing is. And it's not a permanent decision forever. It's just, what am I going to do next? What is my next best mm-hmm. step? And focus on that. But the flip side or the caveat to it, I should say, not the flip side, the caveat to it is you need to ask yourself two things. How many things? Two things. Ah, I feel like I'm teaching on DCA. If you don't know what DCA is, ask Josie and Misty about it. They'll hook you up. It's amazing. Um, yes. But that's where we train people to become sales beasts. But I think all of that only works with these two things in mind. So one is radical self-responsibility. I talk about this a lot. I'm a big um, advocate for it. People probably like, shut up about the self-responsibility thing, Seb. But it's the difference between fault and, 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 and blame and responsibility. It might not be your fault that you're in the situation that you're in, that you're broke, that you don't have enough time, that whatever it is that's going on in your mind right now might be circumstantial it might be your fault as well who knows i don't know maybe you spent all your money and you know you're bankrupt now like i've been i know andy's been through some financial troubles as well definitely my fault <laughs> right but there might be things that's not your fault but what 100 is is your responsibility to change it if you're not happy with where you're at stop throwing the blame around and just look inwards and take the responsibility to make it better that's the first thing the second mm-hmm. thing is, and I love this question and this question changed my life. And I'll always, 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 always drill this home. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of zoning out, listen the heck up for 10 seconds, write this down and print this in your brain. The question is, and if you answer this honestly, it will change your life. What is keeping you so loyal to a life that is keeping you so stuck? What is keeping you so loyal to a life that's keeping you so stuck? And the honest answer to that will allow you to then take responsibility and move forward and focus your energy on that one thing. But if you're feeling stuck, that's a great question to ask yourself to get yourself unstuck. That's probably something that's not serving you. Damn. Quickly add like self-responsibility thing. Like get rid of the victim mentality. Like it's not serving you. And uh, yeah, I, I... I love it when Seb talks about self-responsibility because I, 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 you know, implement that within my life and everything is my responsibility. If I haven't succeeded in doing something, it's my fault. If there's been an obstacle in my way and, and I've not moved that obstacle or gone around it or gone past whatever it is, it's my fault. It's not the obstacle. I don't think, oh, poor me. There's a there's a there's an obstacle in my way. I think, no, how can I get around this and what can I do? Um, if it means, you know, I need to speak to other people, then I'll speak to other people. If I can do it myself, I'll do it myself. But uh, yeah, get rid of the victim mentality, 100%. Yeah. Can I ask you a question on that? Because I love, like, some people feel resistance to it, right? Like, oh, no, like, I have to take responsibility for things that are not my fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quick question on that. Was it, well, this is what I thought, and let me know if you thought the same, because I know that you are such an action taker with this, is 
for me, the thought of taking full self-radical responsibility, and that's why I call it that, because it's like no excuses, self, like radical self-responsibility. The thought of it was terrifying, terrifying. But as we speak about a lot, the fear lies in the anticipation of just doing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. When I actually started taking self-responsibility, it was actually the most liberating thing. And it really did feel like that. It was like this weight was just taken off of me. And I was like, oh, wow, I feel so much more free and less just, you know, less burden on my shoulders. Even though I'm taking more on because I'm taking the responsibility, it was really liberating and empowering. And I just wonder if you felt how you felt through that process, like before and afterwards. Well, I think, yeah, I think if, if you start to take responsibility for yourself, you naturally you naturally start to take action because I think it, it just, it just, and you say this a lot, Seven, I, I'm butcher how you say it, but like the fear lies in the anticipation of action and not, not in the action itself. Cause once you actually start to do something, you'll find that the fear is gone. Um, it was just, it's that first step. It's like going out to the gym. Like you don't want to leave the house. Maybe you're on the sofa. You, all you need to do is stand up, put your shoes on take one step outside and that's you know that's a very basic example and that might not be scary to a lot of people but for some it might be but like it's like with anything like um as soon as you take the first step in anything um this goes more into taking action rather than self-responsibility i guess but um is that it's taking so for me being responsible is taking the appropriate action yeah it is and not avoiding it and not putting it off and going well that's not my fault i shouldn't have to deal with that and then it's staying in that victim mentality and not um well, it's, it's being disciplined enough to be like okay so no matter yeah. how or why i'm here i'm gonna fix it <laughs> it's hard i think it's hard like it's a big hit to the ego to accept that you're the reason that you're stuck or been in a shitty position you've been in i think that's like a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of people um because you know, you know, if you're struggling and it's difficult, and you you seem to have things around you happening to you, that uh, maybe you just feel like an unlucky person, and yeah, it, sometimes it can be really, really shit. Um, and then do you find yourself saying, "Could it get any worse?" And then funnily enough, what happens? Mm-hmm. It gets worse. Exactly. Well, the thing is, you should win those cases. Like I forgot where I read it, but it's like, how can it get better than this? Like always, ask yourself, how can it get better than this? And often times that'll be kind of what you're looking for and it'll be what manifests is you know for example if you whatever like if you buy a new car for example and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car absolutely everywhere bless you mate bless you <laughs> hey fever um and um yeah so you start seeing that car everywhere but if you start looking for the positive rather than the negative you're going to start manifesting that seeing more of it um because that's the that, thing right with that thing about the car is it that there were more cars suddenly on the road or is it that you're just awareness shifted? So you're aware of it. Yeah. You've changed your vibration, right. And you're starting manifest tracking. I think Rob Proctor, like I won't go into it cause I'll, uh, it's not in my area of expertise, but for what I've learned from Brock Proctor, like once you get that into your, you know, subconscious or whatever, once you're kind of the wavelengths are the same, I'll do this little thing. Eventually you're kind of everything that you want. You're here, everything you want's here. And there's all these different wavelengths in between, but eventually you start being on the same wavelength and then it just all happens. Um, very smooth. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah. basic. It's kind of like taking control. 
taking control back, being self-aware and taking control back of the situation and fixing it. Thanks, Lucia. Yeah, I, think, I think what like the, the we've all been talking about ego, whether we whether you're aware of this, we're talking about ego and being consciously aware and aligned and spiritually aligned and stuff. That was one of the biggest, hardest pills for me to swallow, like Pierre said, where when I was at rock bottom, and I'm talking rock bottom, I had this victim mentality. And I think we've all been there in some way. And we talk about when you when you're woke and stuff like that, and there's different definitions. But for me, it was like we know that nothing happens to you, it happens for you. Again, you don't know until you know, right? But then mm -hmm. I was like, once I got hit rock bottom and there was nowhere else, and I was like, right, I'm fucking sick of being here. I, like, I don't know where else to go, right? But then I was blaming everybody else. But then when I took on the onus and I dropped the ego and, and then gone, okay, right, these are the cards being dealt. What's the lessons? No challenges, what's the lessons? That's when I leveled up and I leveled up quick. And because all of a sudden you take that control and you take aligned action. And like you said, it's one slap after the other, after the other, these 1%. And one of my early mentors talked to me like scattered focus, scattered results and on about multitasking and stuff. And it's just like, but uh, there's this overwhelm of like, oh, well, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do this. No, you don't. Strip it back, write it all down, get it out of your head, put it onto paper, pick one, start next, pick one, start next. And it seems too easy when you do it like that, but it, it is. And it's just one step after the other. And it's this slow progression becomes parabolic and the momentum kicks in and it, and we, we fall forward as you, you keep saying. So no, I think that's the, that's what I've took from this. And I think we've all roundabout said the same things and we're all kind of in the same journey and the same, same wavelength. So I think it was really good. How, how we've all kind of come alignment. So yeah, for me, algorithm really good. Like I say, um, YouTube and Instagram is just things that I like to see now. Um, another one for me, which is a big one, if you find yourself with these limiting beliefs and it's because of this, the people you surround yourself with, is you do need to distance themselves. You do need to go within. You do need to do that shadow work. And it was NLP, like Neuro Linguistic Programming, positive affirmations and stuff on YouTube. That's all free. That helped me get out of that rut. And then like those of you know me and, and met me through my, my, my journey with FLC is that I had a tiger that, that the kind of that motivation music, that power music that to, to drive and you're your own worst critic, but you're also your own like best supporter. So it's just finding that, finding that line. And I think for me now I'm, I'm there and I'm, and it's like, okay, what next? And there's that childlike excitement as to what that next is. And rather than trying to control it and going, okay, like, let's just roll a dice, see, see where, see where it lies. And then whatever's meant to be is meant to be. So having that freedom. And like you just said, then said, it's scurry, it's terrifying. But then once you see it and it all starts unfolding, it's exhilarating because you're like, oh my God, I actually, my thoughts do create my own reality. I am my own worst enemy. I'm like, okay. And then now when you realize that you forgive, but don't forget, you level up and you go, okay, what's next? What do I want to do? And then that's when it, it kind of goes down all these different rabbit holes, as I say. But yeah, that's, I'm, I've literally motivated from this conversation. I've come away now and I'm like, right, I'm going to go. I can hear I a tiger playing again. I want to shout shadow boxing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's a thing, the only thing that I'm really going to add on because I think everyone's sort of said exactly what I'd say to be fair but the only thing I'd add on is just like a side on to what Seb, uh, Pierre and my dad said 
is, I mean, I think this is person by person, but I'm, I mean, I've, for some reason, I don't know why, that's, that version that everyone says is your, your own worst critic. Usually for me, it's usually just I'm too hard on myself. So you've got to always remember that you need to be your own best cheerleader as well. As much as you might go, oh, I've done this wrong. Oh, oh, how can I improve this? How can I improve that? And sometimes, like like everyone said, it can just overwhelm you because you've seen, you're trying to take the responsibility, but you, you've seen, oh, God, I've got this to do, got this to do, this to do. And it sort of overwhelms you. You just need to be your own best cheerleader as much as possible. Try and switch perspective back to, all right, we can do this. Come on and encourage yourself. And just take one step, step at a time. Because if you keep on looking at every single thing that you got to do, then you'll just sit back and be like, no, I'm not doing it. So that's the best advice that I can sort of give on that. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Al, what about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think progress over perfection is also very important. And this is one thing that I've been learning a lot as well. Because I'm not trying to put labels on myself, but I'm definitely like, I try to always make sure that everything is like done correctly, everything's right. But that's good. That's definitely good. Like it's good to make sure that things are done. But at the same time, that could also be what's holding you back as well. If you're too hard on yourself and you beat yourself up for like mistakes or what could have been better. But instead, if you just kept on moving forward, you would be a lot further than if you were just thinking about like, maybe I could have done this better or yeah. So like profit, progress over perfection, I think is very important and just keep moving towards the next thing mm -hmm. is you're going to go a lot faster than if you're trying to fix something and just keep on thinking about what you could have done better in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I love this conversation so much. And just before Misty wraps up, I, I do want to say two really quick things that one, <laughs> how many? Two. Um, one, like, like Seb said, you need to take responsibility and everyone, everyone here has said it. And that can be really scary. So it, it's kind of like the bad news is that you need to take responsibility. But the good news is that you take responsibility because in taking responsibility, you, you have control, right? And you can only change what you can control. So if you take responsibility, whether it's good or bad, if it's bad, you can change it. If it's good, great. It's, it's because of you. So celebrate that. And um, yeah. And number two, please make sure to follow all of these guys. Um, Instagrams, Facebooks, description below. Really, like, I think, Andy, you said it, your your tribe is your vibe. And you are the, the um, average of people you surround yourself with. So really follow these guys. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate all of you, Andy, Ronan, Seb, Mel, Pierre, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, excited to have you all back. Yes, definitely. We want to thank you guys so much for being here. You guys are, you know, it's true honor and privilege to be able to get to know you guys, to work with you guys, um, be able to be mentored by you and, and learn from you guys every day. Um, we're so honored 
to be, you know, have you guys in our lives. And, and we thank you guys so much for being here and sharing your knowledge with everybody else. And we wanted to thank you guys who are tuning in, either live, replay, whatever. We want to thank you guys for being here on the episode um, of the Hangout today. We hope that you found the discussion informative and engaging. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to our channel and leaving a comment with your thoughts and suggestions for future topics. We value your feedback and we'd love to hear from you. Also, don't forget to hit the like button and share this video with your friends and family who might find it helpful. We want to be sure to get this channel out there to help as many people as possible to reach their freedom lifestyle. Why? Because everybody deserves to be happy and free, right? So we'll be back with another episode on Sunday. So stay tuned, keep learning. And from all of us here at the FLC, welcome to the family where once your family, your family for life. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Yay.